live right here right now live with you do i do the intro now <laughs> welcome everybody to sharpen that axe a podcast dedicated to strengthening your skills as a guitar player i'm a very head sicky head coldy dylan murphy and with me as always is my whiskey drinking co-host john gillen hey it's party time yeah it sounds a little too excited so what time is it there right now dylan it's uh, 11.46 a.m., John. Okay, it is 9.46 p.m. yesterday, as far as you are concerned. The old 14-hour time difference. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's happy hour where you are, buddy. Yeah, there you go. I've got that, and then I have my, uh, my sleepy time tea. So, you know, <laughs> party on when. God, I hope you wake up. That'll be... <laughs> I don't so, have anything to do in the morning. So. All right. So yeah, it's that weird period in between Christmas and New Year's, and you know, a few people online have called it "crimbo limbo," which I like, um, or also the the Christmas gooch, you know that you know that that space in between one thing and the other. Uh, use your imagination. So uh, we will start it off with the lick of the week. Now I must apologize, John, for the poor quality of this lick of the week, but hopefully it'll come through in time for the listeners. So, whenever you're ready. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Mm, okay. Uh, ooh, I'm going to have a go at the band, maybe. I mean, not, okay. not like lay into them, but is it And So I Watch You? It's not, and so I watch you. No, that is that is not a pedal. That is technique. Um, well, I didn't think it was a pedal. I just okay down to it. The same, like the drums too had that. Oh yeah, they kind of have that like drums. Like that's kind of what I was banking on there. Um, and it did. It was very riff like. It is very riff like. Yes. Um. Okay. I I don't know. Okay, that is uh, making monsters by John Five. Oh. Yeah, bringing it back. Yes, John Five is doing um, a banjo roll there. That is a banjo roll technique that he is doing up and down the neck uh, with his, you know, with his uh, thumb and index and middle finger. He's yep. doing that thing. So it's crazy. You know, it's a real uh, trademark of his. But yeah, I picked a John Five lick to to round out the year because he's probably the guitarist that I've one of the guitarists that I've listened to mostly this year, uh, in terms of trying to steal his stuff. Uh, it's funny, like he does maybe, he has maybe a trick bag of like 10 things that he does, you know, consistently, but he does them so well that I, I just, I never get bored listening to him. It's oh, like the, ch man. the chugging riffs, the like tapped arpeggios, the the chicken picking, it's it's crazy. And he just seems like such a normal guy as well. He looks weird as hell. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, follow, I, I follow him on Instagram and he'll have like a picture of him like on stage in full makeup with like Gene Simmons. And then the caption will be, Oh, a picture of me and my friend Gene Simmons. It's just so normal. <laughs> you know? So yes, John Five Seasons of the Witch. I think it came out either really early this year or very late last year. But either way, it's definitely one of the albums that I've listened to the most. And I'm trying to source some decent tabs because like, I'm playing a bit of it by ear, but also trying to figure it out. You know, trying to figure it out by ear. Some of that stuff is just ridiculously hard. Oof, yeah, I tell you what. Well, we should we still need to do an episode on tools. So okay. like apps and things. We, we yes. talked we talked about that, gosh, probably I don't know, episode four or five. But 
Yeah, definitely. I I would recommend finding uh, like the amazing slow down. Mm-hmm. Always uh, good. Or maybe um, Audacity is good for it as well. So okay, I actually installed Audacity recently. Interesting. So yes, John, we're on to pedal talk. So last week we did our uh, our gear of the year, but now we're going to do uh, something a bit different. We're picking possibly the piece of gear. Now it's not a pedal. Apologies. Uh, that has maybe changed the guitar, electric guitar kind of world this year. The most, I don't know, sought after thing, which is the, uh, the Boss Katana. It's an amplifier. It, it is one of the more talked about things. So amp modeling has, has, taken a, has taken a huge leap forward, I think, in the last year, year and a half. Yeah. Um, and Boss being one of the forerunners of this technology, because they started doing it, oh gosh, what, late 80s or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we talked about that when we talked, uh, talked about Boss in our Boss pedal episode. So go mm-hmm. back and have a listen to that. But this particular piece of equipment, I don't know why it's received as much publicity as it has. It seems to be like um, international... Listeners, we, uh, we, we're part of a, a page called Guitarist Ireland where people go up and they, they basically talk about gear on Facebook. Uh, you know, gear and gigging and practicing and everything. Mm. We're, we're big fans. But the Boss Katana is something that I've noticed. It's like, you know, it's everywhere on the page. Everybody loves it. It is. I think part of the reason is, to be honest, because I, I thought about this and trying to figure out why is this piece of equipment so popular. Because it is basically a solid pub gigging amp. Yeah. You know, it you can dial in all the tones you want, and yep. it also has the ability to use all of Boss's pedals that they've ever made. Yeah, which is and insane. Like, yeah, exactly, absolutely brilliant. So, and you just you have access to them in the amplifier straight away. You set your presets, you dial it in, and it. I think even you can even get a foot switch for it, so you can turn some of the pedal functions on and off. Yeah, for lead stuff, and so basically, for a little fifty watt thing, particularly if you're running through a PA, that's all you need. It also has a direct out if you just want to hand it hand it over to the sound guy. If you're the sound guy, that's even better, right? Yeah, but yeah, I, think, got... I think that's the big thing. It's just it's a it's portable, it's lightweight, and it's great for a pub gig, and you don't have to bring in your your big old two twelve. Exactly, so. yeah. and the whole thing is that you know if you get a foot switch. One of the big things in the, the, the marketing campaign, I suppose, is that you can leave your pedal board at home. You, you, you don't need to, to haul, you know, two grand worth of pedals around. Like you have yeah. five amps in there, um, clean, crunch, lead, brown, which I, don't, I think it's a, like a special Waza thing. It's the Katana Yeah, thing. it's uh, what, what I understand, it's based on their, their high gain amplifier that they yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, and acoustic as well, which I think sounds really great. I was um, running my acoustic through my Blues Junior for a few gigs this year, and it sounded weird, but it was very hard to control. But the idea of running, you know, yeah. um, a, an acoustic guitar running through an electric guitar amp, but having more control over the signal, that sounds really, really good. And you have five fifty-eight effects, fifty-eight effects in total to choose from. Like that's yeah. insane. Uh, and also the price, John. How how much is the katana running for? Well, the fifty watt goes for about two twenty or so on reverb. I think that's used, and the hundred watt is about three fifty. That's so, crazy. Like, yeah, you think about what you're paying for a tube amp. Like, it's you know. 
Right. Crazy. Which I will say, I, I, I do think it does not sound like a tube amp. And so if you've got, you know, if that's really what you're trying to figure out and really what you're trying to dial in, like more power to you. But, um, oh, actually, yeah, just to, just to clarify there real quick, that's the prices I quoted. Those are new prices. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good deal kind of <laughs> what you get out of it. If you're getting used, still getting a pretty good piece of gear um, at those prices. Yeah, no, I'm very, I'm very impressed by, by it all. Yeah, so uh, Katana, possibly, you know, one of our major choices for uh, gear of the year. I definitely, when I get back to Ireland, just, it's funny, when I, before I left Galway, there was a, a new music shop opened and they had a full, you know, boss range and I went in and couldn't believe how cheap you know, for to, to actually go into a physical music store and see a price, you know, a piece of gear like that for such a low price, you know, even they have what a, a do they have a twenty watt? I think for like bedroom stuff. Um, uh, they've got like a little. I know they've got like the seven watt. They've got um, and that that seven watt thing is eighty bucks. You know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's super cheap. So there's there's a lot to a lot to choose from, a lot to think about with that particular model. I am curious what the advantage of maybe the bosses over perhaps like the Fender Mustang. Okay. Mentioned Chris Zupa uses a Mustang. Yeah. And Vox has their VR series, which has a tube preamp. Okay. As well. And then the solid state power amp. And I've got one of those. I've got a couple of students with the Fenders. So I, I would be curious to know what exactly you think or maybe the listeners think is the advantage of the boss over either the fender or the box in terms of tone flexibility <coughs> things yeah yeah i don't know I, I i the fender mustang is one that kind of keeps on popping up like i don't know it's it's kind of it's very divisive online by the by the looks of it mm. People, you know they don't like you know it's it's got all the effects built in but I don't know, when it comes to like effects and stuff, if you want an amp that can use effects, you're going to go for a, like a bus, you know, for the reliability, aren't you? Yeah. And well, like, but in that case, what about a line six? I mean, they do effects pretty well. Yes, like the spider. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, I dropped it. I went there. about the spider this year, so. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what was it? The the Line Six brought out an amp recently, and like a modeling amp. Was it the Amplitude or Ampl? I, I can't remember what it was. Something like we'll, that. I mean, we'll the, the Helix up. has gotten some really good reviews. Yeah, absolutely. But that's you know, if you got fifteen hundred quid to drop, and then if you yeah. got fifteen hundred quid to drop, maybe go Temper, maybe go Axe Effects. There you go. That's a whole we, other discussion. We that should is go there. We, should, we we not go. We're not going there right now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the Katana, friends, we'd like to know your thoughts. Do you have one? Do you like it? Add us on Twitter. Uh, comment on Facebook. We'd, we'd love to hear from you on your thoughts because John and I, neither of us own one, but we, you know, I would love to own one uh, in the not far distant future. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Bob that is our... Send us one to try it out. We would not shy away from that. Absolutely, boss. We know you're listening in the future. <laughs> <laughs> when we have more subscribers, like and review us, please. Uh, so, John, um, one of the big things that we, we discussed when we started this podcast was, you know, when, you're, when you want to learn guitar, you should, you should have goals to, to help you to have something to aspire towards. Clear and goals. Clear goals, yes. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, have you heard the, the, the term smart goals? Smart goals. Uh, no, I haven't. Why don't you go ahead and clarify that then? Okay, I'm going to double check what this have, is. Since you brought it up. 
since I did, since I brought it up. So SMART goals, SMART is an acronym uh, for specific, uh, measurable. I have the list here. Uh, so you're, whenever you're making goals, they should be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and they should be made on a timeline. Mm. So I think I like that. So that basically means you want to have something done by a certain date. It doesn't matter if it's like, you know, December of next year, but you should have like, you know, a, a goal with that, with an, you know, an expiration date, essentially to work mm. to, to kind of, you know, otherwise it's a bit, you know, all over the place. Exactly. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, we can, we can maybe come back to this in uh, a month or so and we can, you know, discuss how we're getting on. Uh, but John, what are your guitar goals for 2018? We said we'd just pick three each. What do you got? Right. Should I go ahead and give you all three now, or you want to do the usual back and forth thing? Let's do let's do the back and forth because I think we have a bit of overlap. Okay. So one of the things that first came to mind, just because I haven't done a bit of it recently, is sight reading. So okay. I. But to do that, speaking of specific, I've got two books, and I usually just refer to them as the Purple Book of Death because it's just it's the worst thing ever but okay. it's great for your sight reading so william levitt's sight reading uh, and it's just it's this purple book and william levitt was the guy who built the berkeley guitar program he was a oh, okay. player for nbc for decades something like 30 years and then he built the program at berkeley and his sight reading for guitar volumes one and two both purple um, and he, he walks you through each position, and then the last part of the second book is multi-positions. So it doesn't okay. matter how seasoned of a player you are, one of these books will get something that will, that will challenge you a little bit, and that's kind of the purpose. So you'll still be, have to kind of move around on the fretboard, think about you know, how you're reading it, and it'll push you. And I've been through the first one, gosh, I don't know, three or four, maybe even five times. But every time, there's always a part where I'm reading something in B-flat minor or something like that. And I just have to be like, ah, where does everything go? You know, oh God. double flats and double sharps. And not that you usually encounter that stuff when you have to read. But if you can read that stuff, you can read anything. So that's yeah. my first one, Sight Reading in the Purple Book of Death. Unreal. Yes. No. Sight reading is definitely. It was actually one of mine as well. Um, I, 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 I want to just like get one of those books that you were talking about. I basically want to say everything you know that you just said. Um, and but the whole thing about it is, I don't want to. I want to make it as sort of a disciplined thing that I can spend time on every day. Because one thing that's nice about the Purple Book of Death is that it's it's nicely distributed in you know, you know, it's it's nicely packaged. You can do it page by page by page. You can build up. Yes. Yes. Do you have that book? I do have that book, so uh, okay. I, I don't have it here, but I have it in PDF, so I'm going to print out a chapter at a time in my local Hanoi print shop and <laughs> hopefully work my way through it. But it definitely wants to be, I want to make it into a habit that I can kind of track and you know, build on every day, even when, if it's just 15 minutes. Yeah, no, I think that's great, actually. What I was going to say is when I had to go through it, um, the, the first thing that I, I did was... I decided it's going to be the first thing and the last thing I do in the day, 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes at night. And a big part of that is just because it's <coughs> hard to do when you're tired. But if you can, yeah. if you can get through it first thing in the morning 
when you're not really awake and last thing when all you really want to do is go to bed like talk about discipline man you know there you go. and it, it gets you to the point where you can read when you are sharp or when you're not you know so if, if you have to go into a studio and read something down you can do it and know that you you can because you've been practicing at those times too so anyway unreal yes cool My excellent uh so speaking of what is your what is your next goal Okay, next goal. So I've got two notebooks of various guitar techniques, workouts that I've just sort of clipped and stored and those sorts of things. Everything from, you know, Alan Holdsworth licks to Steve Morse licks. And I just kind of consider them my exercise books. And it occurred to me that, you know, if I could actually play everything in these things up the tempo, I would be ridiculously good. So instead of kind of picking and choosing and things just like hey i've got this thing set up let's just plow through it and let's just get get through each one so i've kind of divided it up this is a bigger goal but i've divided up into smaller goals essentially you know nice say march let's be able to do this section or right now i've been working on sweet picking that's been kind of a big thing so i've got a whole bunch of sweet picking exercises and that's just all i'm doing so well, it's not all i'm doing but it is a big part of my workout routine as it were so, there you go. You, sir. Well, um, John, we both know that I have a special place in my heart for a certain guitar solo by a certain uh, 80s funk metal band called Extreme. Mm. And no, it's not more than words. It oh, is, it's yes, it is, the, it is wholehearted. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> uh, it is one of my favorite, possibly my favorite solo of all time. It is Get the Funk Out by Extreme. Yes. So, oh, yes. and this is actually a two part goal. So, I, I'm nowhere close to being able to play this guitar solo, but I feel if I was to be able to, it would make me, you know, in its entirety, working on it bit by bit, because there's so many different little, it's kind of like, you know, eruption. There's so many little sections that if you practice this over and over again, you know, it would build on your technique. And I think Music as Win recently said that the best way to practice guitar is to play songs that will, you know, will improve your technique because yeah. exercises can get a bit stale. So, yeah, so, but how I'm going to maybe go about learning it is I'm thinking of getting a new exercise book that has just been released by our uh, friend of the show, Chris Zupa, a uh, oh. future guest. Yes, he's just um, Monsters of Shred or something is his new book, and it is $10 online. So I'm thinking of uh, emailing him and getting a copy of that, hopefully, because he doesn't have physical copies yet. So he says you just sort of email him. So my, my, my goal is by December 2018 is to play, if not up to tempo, 75% of uh, uh, Get the Funk Out. And I will hopefully be doing that by going through Chris Supa's book to help build up my technique. There you go. That sounds There awesome. you have it. Yes. yes. I would be really curious to hear more about Chris Zupa's book as well. So. Unreal. So, yes, absolutely. He has a little video about it on YouTube. Um, just checking. I think there's somebody outside right here. No. Okay. Uh, goal number three. Goal number three. Okay. Ooh, this is kind of a big one because I haven't done anything like this in a good number of years. So to put this out there is I'm intrigued. intimidating, but, and this is one of those things that, you know, once it's put out there in the ether and you've said it, the whole world, all, whatever of our listeners, hundred of our listeners. <laughs> what a beautiful 100 people. Beautiful. Yes, exactly. We love each and every one of you. So please tell your friends. Uh, 
Well, you don't know that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you haven't met all hundred of them. <laughs> anyway, anyway what, what is your goal? What right, is your goal? goal? So I'm putting this out there in the ether. So my goal for this year is to get a good like three to five song EP recorded of nerdy Ooh. guitar instrumental music. So and hopefully get some guest solos from friends of the show. So we'll see. I will, That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be loads of fun and a good good exercise and everything that we've talked about this year as well. So as you know, Mr. I don't know. I don't know how many EPs you have. I was going to say Mr. You know, four EPs, but I don't know if it's three or four. Or I, 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 I don't know. Some of them are online exclusives, three or four. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's, 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 it's always give yourself more time than you think it's going to, going to take. So I should take five years. Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying have um, what I did for one of my EPs for Sings with Girls is I made because uh, it was a basically. Um, uh, EP of three songs with three duets with girls that I, I, you know, I female singers who I really enjoyed working with. Uh, so I basically put each girl's name on a post-it note and put it on my wall, and then I put down, okay, vocals, you know, demo track, vocals, every stage that I needed to do in post-it form. Oh, and interesting. So whenever I got something done, I was able to take a post-it off, and I could see what was the next step. So I say plan it out. And uh, just, you know, give yourself more time. Make sure everything's really tight before going in to the studio because that stuff's expensive. And yes. yeah, I say, but yeah, I'm, maybe we can talk about that a bit more on the show as the, as the year progresses. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And of course, you know, with recording technology the way it is, you can always do a lot of demos. In That's it. Part of your own home. Absolutely. So, John, my third goal, third and final goal is I'm going to... I'm going to upgrade my gear this year. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, you know, okay, granted, I'm very much away from my gear and I have hocked it off to a load of friends while I'm abroad. But as soon as I get home, um, my, my gear is getting an upgrade. So I'm going to start off, I'm going to make my dream pedal board so I can just show up at a gig with a back line and just plug in and sound good. That is my plan. Sounds, sounds good. Are you going to, do you have this month out already? I have a few things worked out. The first thing I'm going to get is a recommendation by Jim Little is the uh, Robert Keeley workstation. Yeah, uh, I, that's, yeah. Solid. I, I got it, man. Yeah, I just, it's got everything I need because I wanted a compressor, I wanted a boost, and I wanted a, another overdrive to go up my blues driver, and it is just all there. In and those are three of the best ones I think you can buy. So, absolutely. So, you get it. Seven thumbs up. I'm John uh, Gillen, and I approve this message. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go for that, and then I'm going to go for uh, an, an EP booster. Oh, yeah, and, quality, definitely. Yeah, just for overall tone. And I'm going to get a Hall of Fame Mini. Ooh. Yes, for the reverb. And I'm going to go, I haven't decided yet, but I recently put down guitar on Stephen Sharp's uh, newest single that is basically impossible for me to recreate uh, live uh, because mm. uh, some of it is harmonized so I'm going to get some sort of harmonizing effect but I'm not too sure what to go for right so maybe we could talk about that what to, yeah maybe, uh, yeah later on in a pedal talk a future yeah, pedal talk harmonics pogs a pretty good way to go yeah that's what I've been looking at uh, so yeah. yeah essentially what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to you know I've, I've started working now in Vietnam I'm going to put a little bit of a pedal fun, pedal board fund 
percentage aside. And uh, hopefully by December 2018, I will have my dream pedalboard. I like it. I like it. There you go. What am I saying? There's no dream pedalboard because every time you get something, you want something else. It's just chasing oh, the tone dragon. The <laughs> yes. Gear acquisition syndrome. There you go. That's it. Yep. <laughs> gas. Yep. <laughs> we all have gas. That's just the way it is. So, John, would you like to help me close out uh, our last episode of 2017 by telling me what have you been working on? Would I? Oh, my gosh. I would absolutely love to. Um, so, what have I been working on? Uh, basically, two things. Like I said, I've been working on sweet picking, and which is just, you know, arpeggios. Loads of different ways to play arpeggios. Um, and then on top of that, I've been also playing a bit of the whole half diminished scale and figuring out where it goes and how to use it and all that fun stuff. This was something that was sort of foisted upon me by friend of the show, Christophe Godard. Oh, yeah. And yes, in one of our lessons, he basically said, here's the scale. Make sure you know how to use it. Here's some chords to play it over. Have fun. Here's a bunch of exercises that go with the scale. So, Godard's the man. Yeah, it's, it's, you get some interesting sounds out of it, and it's kind of one of those where you can throw in periodically and create a different feel. So it's, it's pretty cool. Now, as that's me, you're over there in Vietnam with a busted up American acoustic guitar. So, that's it. Yes, and so what have you been working on? So what I've been working on, John, is I've also been working, well, I've also been working on my arpeggios a little bit, but also one thing, we should stop mentioning guests that we've had on the show but have not appeared yet because, friends, we have recorded three interviews with uh, amazing guitar players which are coming up in 2018. But one of them was um, country guitarist Jim Little, YouTube sensation. And he uh, told us that ear training was so important and he basically talks about us. You will hear it in a future episode about the importance of ear training. So with this in mind, uh, the other day, I and a few days, actually, um, to build up my ear training, there's so many different ways to do it. You know, you can get apps, you know, to build, you know, that can test you on intervals. There's podcasts, there's everything. But it can be a bit boring. So what mm -hmm. I did was I picked the, uh, I took the, the pop, best pop songs of 2017, and I stuck on random songs on a playlist. Now, these aren't like electro or hip hop. It's like pop songs like Carly Rae Jepsen or Kesha or whatever. And what I, Wait, can you say Kesha one more time? I'm not sure there was enough disdain in your voice. No, I like Kesha. If you, you go through my Twitter. The way you said it, it was just like, ugh, Kesha. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it in such a way that, you know, people can understand that I, I, I appreciate Kesha. Shut up, John. Uh, <laughs> so if you, uh, yeah, so if you, I, what I'd do is I'd take a song and I'd listen to it three times. And then basically that would be one practice session. And what I would do, in those that, that the three times was I tried to figure out the chord structure on the harmony. Um, in the first time, I tried to figure out the vocal melody uh, over those chords in the second lesson. And on the third one, and this is the hardest one, I try and figure out harmonies for that vocal progression. So okay. that's interesting. So yeah. how do you go about doing that? I guess is when you say essentially the, there's a lot of stopping and starting. Hands? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I, I do a guitar in hand. But what I'll do is I'll take something, and this is also from my own ear training as well. Is I'll you know take a melody that I hear, and I will pause it and I will go over it, uh, sing it, and maybe go over it again. But yeah, it's a it's a good thing to have. 
So do you um, play the do you play the vocal melody on the guitar as well? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's very cool. So that goes back to us talking about what was that the the the, the girl groups from the, the Destiny's Child thing? Yeah. Yes, the Destiny's Child, and and then I went off and learned a couple of Mariah Carey tunes that way. So <laughs> and destroyed your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like I, I think I said, it it ended up being a whole lot of like slides. So instead of sounding like a vocal the melody, it ended up something like a Steve Vai tune. So <laughs> and John, I could, I could let it go. Last last show of of the year had to throw in a Steve Vai reference. There you go. It wouldn't be there complete without it. And John, no. what have you been listening to to finish off our twenty eighteen? Oh, okay, is that what we're doing? Twenty seventeen. Go ahead. All right. Yes. Well, I I know that you're supposed to sort of listen outside of the music you would normally play or or listen to 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 sort of expand your creativity, right? Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I love listening to guitar music, so I keep finding more guitar music that I want to listen to, which, you know... That, no harm in that. Yeah, I guess. And at any rate, but Rhythm Future Quartet, it's a, they're a gypsy jazz quartet, and they've got a bunch of their own originals. They also play, of course, a bunch of Django standards and other mm-hmm. jazz standards but i've really i've just really enjoyed them i've really enjoyed their take on the standards as well as their their material and it's gypsy jazz so cool chord structures ridiculous solos great melodies a lot of runs yeah exactly as they all are but that's 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 been my main thing and what about you so was speaking your of Spotify playlist, I should say. Yes. So, so instead of, so I suppose instead of like you know getting out of your comfort zone, I've been listening to more than more country music than I would I would like to admit. But it's not legit country music because it's Play by Brad Paisley. It's like one of my favorite albums of the year, even though it didn't come out this year. It came out like three or four years ago. Yeah. But uh, it's the best thing about country music in that it's country music, but there's no lyrics. <laughs> so. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So yeah, um, I've listened to that like back to front. He's got some crazy acoustic stuff on there as well. He's he's just a, a a freak of nature. And there's some surf stuff on there as well. But like that song, what is it? Cluster Pluck. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've listened to that more than any other guitar song this year. It's crazy. I, I feel like that might have been uh, might have been one of your look of the weeks at some point. It definitely was. Okay. I think you See, melted memory. a few faces. There yes. you go. All right. So, uh, friends, that is us for 2017. Uh, if you will, you know, like and subscribe for 2018, that would be great. We've got some great things coming up. We've got Jim Little, Chris Zupa, and Ariel Posen uh, as future guests, uh, which should be, be, you know, January and February. And more favorite solos, more how to practice. John, would you like to add anything? Yes, more, I don't know, hearts from us to you. <laughs> Let's there leave it go. at that. Yeah. There you go. Good time. Uh, Way to ruin the ending, John. Okay. Oh, oh, God. You have to that's, what I'm here that's, that's why you keep me around. Absolutely. I keep you Friends, around catchphrases. There you go. Oh, two catchphrases. Stay sharp, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>